Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. With summertime just around the corner, I think I can comfortably speak for everyone when I say wanderlust is in the air. No one wants to be sitting at their desk. We all want to be on vacation. So how do we make that daydream a reality? I have personally declared it my summer of go, which basically just means I'm putting that hashtag on all of my Instagrams whenever I do anything. But today we are talking to some experts who have been there, done that, and can point us in the direction of the best vacation and travel spots of 2017 in a big way. I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmo Paulton.com's Happy Hour podcast, and today we're talking about travel hacks. Joining me in the room today is Cosmopolitan's Director of Editorial and Business Development, Laura Brownstein. Hi, Laura. Hi. And Laura, you're here because you just worked on the brand new launch of Cosmo's Airbnb. Oh, I don't know why I said Cosmo. No, it's, yeah. Hearst. Hearst. Airbnb magazine. Everyone, all of our listeners know what Airbnb is, but what can you tell us about the brand new magazine? Okay, so... Hearst and Airbnb got together to create Airbnb Mag, and the tagline is Be at Home in the World, and I think it is a game-changing travel magazine. A game-changing travel magazine? Well, I mean, I feel like it's not hard to imagine that, because everyone who's ever used Airbnb, which is all of us, knows that Airbnb itself is a game-changer. Yeah, it totally disrupted the travel industry, and the idea of this magazine is to do the same thing for the travel mag magazine tourism reading industry and like remember when we always used to we all just stayed in boring hotels like remember that life i mean it's so faint it's so distant right so non-instagram friendly like the idea of staying someplace that looks a room that looks exactly the same whether you're in cape town or boston just seems like (laughs) womp right so deadly yeah um so laura what is the best trip you've ever taken um well i was thinking about this beforehand and i'm I, i go two ways one every year my family and i rent a house for thanksgiving we airbnb a house right on the jersey shore right on the water and everybody comes together and like cooks and drinks and laughs together. And I, I always see this on your Instagram feed because it's like yeah. a photo with like 40 people yes. and like like four times as much food. Exactly. It I like to have so at fun. least four times as much food. Yeah. <laughs> that seems safe. <laughs> What's your favorite trip? What is my favorite trip? Um, I actually can't even think of any trips I've ever been on, but I am excited about a trip I'm going on. I'm, I'm going to Portugal later this month. Oh my god, that's like the hot place this summer. It's the hot place. It was one of those things I'm like going with a group of friends, which I've like never really done like the big friend trip, mm-hmm. unless it was like a bachelorette party or whatever, which like I love a good bachelorette party, but kind of a different thing. Yeah. Um, but this is just like a group of friends. It's going to be super fun. We're staying actually in super cute Airbnbs everywhere. Which, of course. Right, of course. We're staying at a blueberry farm what? one night, which like what does that even mean? It will be adorable. 
adorable. Oh my God, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Follow on social. Exactly, exactly. So I'm really, like, basically all I can think about is where I'm going and what I'm going to wear. Let me ask you a question. If you had a friend that was coming to New York for the first time, what would you tell them they had to do? (gasps) That is such a good question. And actually, I feel like every time I'm asked this question, I can only think of things from like 2013. Like, why do I have like no new travel recs? Like, I'm always like, the High Line, do you know about that? And people are like, I did that five years ago. Which is still awesome, the High Line. I love the High Line, although it's so crowded. Yeah. Well, you've got to do it on a weekday. There's nothing like a weekday morning on the High Line. Yeah, you don't like have it to yourself. For those of you listening, do not come to New York City on, on the weekend. It is too crowded. <laughs> there is no space for you here. Come and do and things we, at weird I times. I don't think the New York City Tourism Board would want. Oh right, to sorry, that. New York City but, Tourism Board. Um, we love New York. New York loves you. But um, do it, you have are, go-to recommendations when people come here? Well, I think the thing and what we tried to keep in mind when we were making the magazine, it's basically like. This magazine is for the person that doesn't just want to see the Empire State Building in Times Square. Yeah. Which is like my only recommendations. Don't listen to me. Like, if you're here, say on the weekend, I would say go to Smorgasburg in Williamsburg and get like a taste of like all New York City foods. Right. Go to like my favorite little sexy hotel for a drink downtown. You know, I love the Gramercy. Yeah. The Gramercy Inn? The Gramercy the Gramercy Park Hotel. Yeah. GPH, Gramercy Park Hotel. It's the best smelling place in New York. The best smelling. And, <laughs> and they have candles that smell like it for $90, which I have like. I want that. Oh, yeah, you would love it. I okay. would love that. I will. Maybe that's we'll actually, go there together. That's like another. I don't know if you guys, I haven't. And that hotel's to drink at, not to stay at, because you should, you know. Stay in an Airbnb. Exactly. 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 Um, that would be a, th- a good thing to do in the magazine is like cool souvenirs that aren't like the iHeart don't suck NY shirt or yeah. whatever. We Even though that- I actually have an iHeart NY shirt. Well, that's, that's cool. awesome. It's like still. a neon one. I love it. We did that for a couple different places. Like we did like a deep dive in like Savannah and Los Angeles and kind of looked at it from like different perspectives of like what you're looking for in your weekend. Yeah. And um, that was cool. And we do like a whole thing. Um, we have this great story, Hang Like Hamilton, where um, Jeff Wilzer, the, who wrote this book, Alexander Hamilton's Guide to Life, takes you through all the places in New York that Alexander Hamilton spent time. Because you're basically not going to be able to get tickets to the show. Yeah, so you can't hang out at the, the sh- other. You can't see the, the show, but you can go to the White Horse Tavern. Right. Or Trinity <laughs> Cemetery. I've exactly. been there. I've been oh, there. Oh, look the at you throwing it out there. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, I think that we should... Um, well, I actually, I was going to say we should jump on the phone with some of our friends who are experts in the travel industry. But first, I do want to ask you, is there a trip that's on your bucket list like before you die? I really want to go to New Zealand. Oh, same. So far. I can't even quite explain why. It just seems like so far and like a fairy world. Right. So different. And like fall in love with somebody with like a hot yeah. New Zealand Maybe like Kiwi accent. Like a rancher. Yeah. Like a, like a sheep rancher. Yes. I'm yes. putting that on my bucket list. Too. Okay. We could so do inspiring. Why don't Laura? we go to do that together? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, are you ready to jump on the phone with some of our friends? Always. All right. Let's do it. Cool. Our first guest is the creative marketing manager at Airbnb and executive producer of the brand new Airbnb magazine that we can't stop talking about. Here to give us all the deets on traveling from Airbnb is Ben Kasbin. Hey, Ben. How are you? Hi. Great. Where are you calling from? From San Francisco, California. San Francisco. Are you at the gorgeous Airbnb headquarters? I am. 
They're I am. So I'm nice. in a room called the Secret Garden. Ooh. What? I want to uh, be there. Will you, will you give us a like saucy detail of it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's got um, carpeting on the walls, which um, isn't very gardeny. But then there's a bunch of paper flowers and paper plants. Covering the whole entire wall. It's Dream. Cool. That sounds so cute. Elisa <laughs> lives to wear a flower crown. I feel like she would do well in that room. Yeah, I feel like I need to live in that room. That's really on brand for me. Well, you are always welcome to the Secret Garden at Airbnb. <laughs> Thank you. So, Ben, we've already been talking all about the magazine and how excited that we are that it just launched. And I think the one thing that I think of, first of all, when I think about Airbnb is that the people that use it are just completely obsessed. It's this super active community. Um, the like Airbnb loyalists. What was your interest in sort of taking it from this community that people are using to book spaces and turning it into this actual magazine? Well, there's so many incredible, incredible stories that happen in the Airbnb community every single day. And we just um, don't have the right mechanism right now to capture these stories. I mean, right now, we're, if you go to Airbnb.com, we have a lot more editorial content right now on the site, but it's still very transactional. We need places to tell these incredible stories and to offer people incredible tips of places that they either know or places that they don't know about. So the magazines seem like a perfect place to do this. It's not tied to a transaction. It could just focus on the tips and the stories alone. And how do you like how do you think of the Airbnb user? Like what is she like? Oh, I mean the Airbnb user is everybody. I mean it I mean everybody. Uh, yeah, know, but I feel like the I don't know, don't you feel like there's an association not to put words in your mouth about your own company, but I feel like there's an association of the Airbnb traveler being a little more in the know. She's a little more maybe adventurous. She um, you know, I think wants to spend her money on exciting experiences, but it's not necessarily like a budget travel. I don't know. That's kind of how I think of her. Right? Wrong? Yes, no. Yeah, well, I think I think people who travel on Airbnb tend to be a little bit possibly more open, um, just open to new and different kinds of experiences. I mean, we wouldn't even be here having this call today if people weren't open to, like, going into strangers' homes and realizing that these aren't actually strangers but future friends, you know? Yeah. So I think that, that people who travel on Airbnb are just open to the unknown, and, you know, it's it, there's just so much possibility with, I mean, there's just so many people out in the world that we don't know. Any chance to like know more people and connect is fabulous. Do you have any favorite Airbnb stories that you've heard over the years? Oh, uh, there's so many. I mean, one that um, still kind of blows my mind is this uh, Berlin Wall story. Um, mm-hmm. It's so cool that we actually did a little animated movie about it that you can check out on um, wallandchain.com. But it's basically <clears throat> this... Um, Jorg, excuse me, <clears throat> Jorg was a West uh, German border guard before the wall came down, and um, Kai was an East was an East um, German border guard, and each guarded their own side of the same wall. Hmm. And then, and then, and then after the wall came down, Jorg left. He like left Berlin. He was done with it, but his daughter wanted him to come back to check out how beautiful Berlin became now that the wall was down and the two sides were. Uh, unified, so he agreed to go back to Berlin. They stayed at an Airbnb, and their Airbnb host was Kai, the guy who boarded. I mean, the guy who guarded the east side of the wall um, that Jorg was guarding on the west side. So it was this kind of amazing moment no where wait, these, like, that was just men, by coincidence. 
Yeah, it was like totally by coincidence. And I mean, when That's you're magical. starting the wall, yeah, you aren't allowed to talk to people on the other side. In fact, you're explicitly told not to. So it was an incredible, incredible moment for both of them. And it kind of like knocked down the wall that was like still up in their souls. And it like knocked that down and, and um, they became friends. How did they figure it out? Uh, it, it, it happened pretty quickly. I mean, you know, they talked about their previous jobs and um, yeah. Wow. You should check out the movie. It's really, really cool. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and so are you, I would assume, you're a frequent Airbnb user yourself in your world, Travelers? Do you Do you have a favorite magical place you've stayed? I think my favorite place is still my first Airbnb experience ever. And it's up in this little teeny town called called Albion, California. It's in Mendocino County. The town has about 148 people. And basically this cabin is on this couple's private property. They basically, they built a home and um, the husband is a really amazing builder and he built like a barn to do his like creative work. And then he decided to build this amazing cabin in the middle of this like incredible redwood grove to be kind of like an escape for them on their own property. Like, oh, let's just go to our little cabin in the woods. But then they found out about Airbnb and they put it on Airbnb and now you can't even get a night there. It's booked straight through. But oh my gosh. It's, an incredible, it's just an incredible place. You're surrounded by trees. You just see incredible stars at night. Um, when we got there, there were eggs in the little um, fridge from their ranch. They have a lot of chickens on the oh my gosh. property. Oh. So we had fresh eggs. We had like wine from a winery that was down the street. I mean, just incredible, incredible experience. And I think to this day, it's still my favorite Airbnb. Wait, I want to go there. Can you pull some strings for me then? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, if you book it like five or six months in advance, you're totally fine. But um, yeah, yeah. I've never done anything five months in advance. What should we search by (laughs) if we want to do that? Um, Handcrafted Cabin Albion. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, and, and oh, it, writing that down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Ben, I think that's actually so interesting what you just said about this couple taking a cabin that was on their property that was originally meant to be this special place just for them and then opening it up into the world. Do you sort of hear a lot of those backstories in Airbnb or people being interested in sort of their private property having this second life and becoming a special place for travelers? Yeah, I mean, one of the stories I hear a little bit more often, especially in the Bay here, with how expensive property is, is that there's actually a lot of people now who are deciding to kind of rent in San Francisco or rent in the Bay Area, but then buy something in a little more dreamy of an area like Wine Country or Mendocino or like around Big Sur, and then put those places on Airbnb when they're not there and then, you know, go down there when they can. And uh, that's actually kind of more of the norm. Like uh, another one of my favorite listings is... Um, also hashtag goals to that plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. I'm like, um, can't relate, but sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, there's this amazing super host, Margie, who has another incredible place in Mendocino. Her place is on this place called Navarro Beach, and it's a prime, prime area to um, watch uh, the whales in their uh, migration. And she is a volunteer at the Marine Mammal um, Society when she's not being a lawyer. So she got this house um, so she can go up there and like watch the whales. But she's still renting in San Francisco because, you know, it was just a, a better investment for her to actually buy something somewhere else, kind of turn it into a vacation rental when she's not there, but go up there when she can. 
and then still continue to rent here. So that's like one of the more common scenarios, at least mm. here at here in San Francisco, and I have to tell you, I'm pretty inspired by that scenario myself. So. Yeah. I have so many friends that had helped them launch their business, having like Airbnb being a room in their home. Oh, like gave the them the income. money to help them, like women who were like starting up a company of some kind, and that just gave them like a little more economic, like room and freedom, and kind of brought a steady stream of new ideas and people kind of into their into their home, into their orbit. Yeah, I I had a friend that um, had a fabulous three month honeymoon all through South America, and they basically rented out their apartment the entire three months they were gone out on Airbnb to basically fund their travels, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, and then also there's like I mean I I have an aunt and uncle who's like kids went to college and the house just felt really empty. They were like, oh my god, we're so excited to have some like space, and then. And then they were actually feeling a little lonely, and so they actually put the room on Airbnb, and now they get a whole bunch of like visitors and travelers, and instant, they have like some you know stand-in sons and daughters sometimes. Um, so that's like another scenario that's pretty common in Airbnb as well. So nice. This is warming my heart. It's making me want to go on vacation immediately. And so, final <laughs> question, Ben: Is there anything that you've like any sort of secret tips you've picked up along the way for people that are maybe new to Airbnb and want to get the most? out of finding amazing places any yeah, little I mean, insider deals yeah I mean usually when um, somebody asks me hey I've never stayed in Airbnb I don't know I don't know what the first step is like how, I, I usually tell folks to search via superhost and you know superhost mm-hmm. are, are hosts that have gotten a steady amount of five-star reviews their uh, response times are super fast they've gone over and beyond um, you know, I think a lot of folks um, who haven't tried Airbnb yet are like just a little, they might have a little bit of like um, fear about the unknown. And, you know, when you stay with a super host, you know that you're going to get somebody who has been shown to be totally, totally awesome. And, um, you know, I, I think that's like really the best, the best tip. Um, yeah, all those hosts that I mentioned are all super hosts. And, um, that's a really, really great place to start. It doesn't mean that people who aren't super hosts aren't awesome. It just means they haven't maybe been a host long enough to get that status. But um, definitely check out, um, definitely check out super hosts. And you know, we we've really, really improved the um, search on Airbnb, so you can search by super host, and and you can have a lot deeper search than before. Mm. So yeah. can I search by my emotions? Like if I want a magical place where I'm going to fall uh, in love, you can in the magazine. <laughs> we oh, have yeah, weekend exactly. cures for different emotional states. <laughs> oh, perfect! Can't wait for an emotional search. <laughs> emotional search, yeah. It just beams it directly from your brain, your oh. hopes and dreams, and your brain into like the perfect Airbnb for you. But I do think being like clear about like what you're hoping for when you communicate with your host is important then mm-hmm. like jump in obviously but like mm-hmm. if you're like I'm gonna be really like hoping for somebody who will like be able to show me the town like say that and find out if that host is gonna be able to fulfill what you're hoping for because yeah. different people have different strengths well and usually hosts want to go over and beyond but they also want to be respectful of what you want too. like you may not want to be bothered that much so yeah it's really really important to like upfront tell them exactly like how you want to interact and mm. um, and and also you know we just launched a new product uh, in November called Airbnb experiences and um, 
you know, that's a like product where you don't stay in somebody's home, but you um, get together with a um, local in a, in a, a city, and they take you on a tour or on an experience, on an adventure, on an immersion, something that you would never be able to do if you were just visiting that city. So this is kind of like taking like the Airbnb hosting to like the next level, whereas our hosts have amazing tips and recommendations for you to go out and do. This is actually getting together with somebody in the city who will like take you on that adventure, who will take you on that you know immersion. So um, you can get even deeper now in these cities now by um, going on those trips. They're really, really cool. That's amazing. You guys are really thinking of everything. I actually think my idea I just pitched about your brain emotion translating to an Airbnb is probably next. <laughs> probably you guys already have people working on that, some AI division. But Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And final my thing, pleasure. you guys, um, Ben, Laura, do you want to just remind everyone where they can find Airbnb Mag? Yeah, Airbnb Mag will be on newsstands May 23rd, or you can go to www.airbnbmag.com to subscribe. Amazing. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much, Ben. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I know I'm not the only person out in the world who is a terrible cook and also has no time to ever grocery shop ever, but that is why I'm so obsessed with Blue Apron. I do it with my roommate. We've become completely addicted. Um, it's so fun to plan our menu from all the amazing options that they give you every week and have it delivered straight to your door. My favorite part about it is that the recipes are so easy to follow that even if you're totally a cooking dummy like I am, you can figure out how to make it work. Slash like kind of make your roommate do all the work, but like help do the easy things like peeling carrots. Um, it's super fun. The food is so delicious and they never repeat a menu item. So you're getting the same or you're getting different things every single time you try it, which is like part of what makes it so exciting and fun. Another thing that I really love about Blue Apron is that they are obsessed with using fresh, high quality ingredients. They want you to know where all your food comes from. If you're like me, if you are sort of used to that way of eating anyway, it's really cool to feel like you can recreate that in your own kitchen for less than $10 per person per meal. A few things that they have coming up that I'm really excited about are the pork chops and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple. Yum. Vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips. Also putting that on my menu. And spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. That's another thing I really like about doing Blue Apron. I feel like I've cooked things I never would have even thought about or dreamed about before. There's a reason that everybody is talking about Blue Apron and obsessed with it. I promise, promise, promise you guys will like it. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com Cosmo. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com Cosmo. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. Our next guest on the line is going to share with us how she traveled the world for one year, visiting 17 countries in total, all for under $12,000. Here to share her tips is travel expert Lindsay McCormick. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I want to do... I'm great. I want to do exactly what you did. I want to go around the world. I want to only spend $12,000. I can't even believe you did it. What was like... What was your secret? Like in one sentence, if you had to distill it down to a one sentence secret. 
the route, I guess. So what it would be is I think when people think travel, you immediately go to like thousands of dollars in airfare. Yes. But what I did was I kind of hopped around the world in sequence almost. So I never spent more than honestly $400 on airfare the entire time. So like not collectively, but each place so it's like oh sorry go ahead oh no I was gonna say like I just I'm like immediately having so many questions of the logistics of this (laughs) when you started did you know you were going to be gone for an entire year or were you sort of like planning this as you went along planning as I went along I kind of I had $12,000 saved up and then I had 4,000 in like an emergency fund that I figured I'd touch but I actually didn't and um, I just knew I wanted to start in Alaska and then I'd hop over to Europe and then I knew I wanted to be in Europe a very short period of time because when you're spending on the dollar or the the euro you're like bleeding money much faster than when you're on like the peso or the bot so I was like I want to get immediately out of Europe and out of the U.S. as fast as possible and then spend more time in places like India and Southeast Asia. Wait, what? Ma- what? Can I just go back for one second? What made you decide to do this? Like, where did this plan come from? You know, I had always, I had traveled for like periods of time before this, and I really loved it. And then it was just that point where every time I'd, you know, having be having a great time on a trip, and I'd come back, and I had an apartment, and I had a job, and I was like, you know what? What if I just didn't. And so I saved up my money and then I quit my job and it was terrifying. Like there, there's nothing that feels good about that. Like you have, I had this fantasy that I would feel like so free and that I knew I was doing the right thing, but I didn't. Like it was like a lot of tears and I was really questioning my motives, but I, I just, you know, it's like pulling a bandaid off and I did it. And then I just knew once I got on that first one way flight that I would feel like it was right. And it was. Mm. And I think that like a lot of people who think about wanting to do it, they, you know, they think about it and then they start doing it and it gets really, really scary and really heavy and then they stop. And it's like, that's the hardest part, right? Right there is the hardest part. And once you get on that flight one way, you're like, why did I care about giving away all that stuff? Like none of that mattered, you know? And so it was, it's getting over that hump and then actually doing it is, is the trick. (laughs) I'm like drinking the Kool-Aid, obsessed with everything you're saying, want to leave tomorrow. What was your favorite place you visited of the 17 countries? Oh man, that's like, I feel like I get this question so much and it's like choosing like, what's your favorite food? I just want to know which one had the best food. I want all of the food. I want all of the animals. Uh, I would say Thailand was, Mm. and the reason for that was that it was so unexpected for me. I honestly thought that I wasn't going to like it. I thought it was going to be too touristy and too much of a party destination. And so I actually wasn't planning on going to South Asia at all on my trip. I was just going to go from Europe to India, but then I couldn't get my visa in time in, I was spending too much money in Europe. So I was like, I just need to go anywhere. And I booked a one-way flight to Bangkok because it was the cheapest place that I didn't need a visa. And uh, I ended up falling in love with that country. And it, it is it is touristy and it is a party destination, but there's also so much more to it. And it's so easy to get off the tourist circuit. And like I spent time like living with Buddhist monks and studying meditation up in like a jungle temple. And then I uh, worked in elephant sanctuary for a some time and it was I got my advanced scuba certification so there's so much to do there besides like the full moon party right there's so much more than that this is incredible (laughs) and so knowing um I think it's interesting to hear you talk about this sort of reality of money that you are contending with which is obviously the biggest reality of trying to do something like this how did that affect the way you were searching for things like were you what sites were you used to booking to book things were you like did you have a price cap and how much you were spending per night, roughly? 
So I never, that's, that's a really great question. I get that a lot. I never actually had a budget. It ended up being $30 a day, but not my budget. But when you take 12 months and divide by $12,000, uh, $1, you end mm-hmm. up $30 a day. And I was like, oh, that works out very nice and neat. But it never actually was that. Like, it was very much, I kind of just spent what I needed to spend when I needed to spend it but I always was the nature that I love to travel and I think that a really great way for people to travel is a cheaper way like taking local transit and eating at the street stalls and doing things like that that you you happen to save money and you don't even take away from your experience at all you know and I think that and if anything you add to it and I use things all of my flights were last minute and again they were hops like it was, you know, from Bangkok, Thailand to Calcutta, India, which is, I mean, it seems far, but it's not that far. And that, that flight was $60 and I wow. booked it on Skyscanner like two days before I left, you know. And so I would use things like Skyscanner. I found when it comes to accommodation, I very rarely booked it in advance because when a place is like savvy enough to be on like hostel bookers or these websites they're usually the more expensive ones Mm -hmm. and if you have time you can just show up in a place and then talk to other travelers and they'll kind of loop you in on like the cheap places and then you can go and you can ask them how much it is for a room and then they'll usually give you a little bit better price than what they list online because they know they're going to get cash from you did you ever feel like scared or like in danger? I was going to say the same thing, like worried you'd be homeless, <laughs> like you're a single woman yeah. traveling by yourself. I like it's great. I never did. I mean, there were times where like things got scary, and I was very alert. Like there were times where I was like, okay, like this could this is very quickly spinning out of control. You know, like how. But there were never times where I like. I don't know. I mean, I probably wasn't in immediate danger a few times because, like, there, there, I did some crazy stuff. Like, it was, I was completely off the tourist circuit. Like, I was, you know, in the middle of the jungle by myself. I ended up having to cut staff, staff infection out of my own leg at one point. Like, it was intense. What but, but it's like, <laughs> but it was really, fine. <laughs> it was, and you, you rely do what you do. on, and people are so friendly. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, I know if someone came up to you, when you guys live in New York, I live in LA. Like, we're not known to be friendly cities but if someone ever came up to me and needed help like obviously you know like they weren't from there and they were asking for directions like I would do anything to help them I would take them to a bus station I would do anything to like help them get where they need to go and I found that Laura's like shaking her head (laughs) 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 but I know what you mean shaking my head with being impressed yeah (laughs) did you stay in any Airbnbs no, the entire time. But also, my trip was, it was about three years ago at okay. this point. So, Airbnb hadn't, like, I mean, there were, like, Wi Fi was a big deal in a lot of places. Uh, <laughs> interesting. So, so, yeah. But I really found the world to be much less scary than what you think. And nice. I that found nice. people to be very helpful. Yeah. So, <laughs> for people who are obsessed with your life and want to do this, but maybe can't commit to doing a full year um, right off the bat, or maybe, you know, it sounds like you were a pretty seasoned traveler to begin with, is there a way to sort of like dip your toes in? Like, is there something you would recommend to people like doing this summer as like almost a way to travel challenge themselves? 
Yes. And that's like the biggest thing. I actually have a YouTube channel and I just posted about this, like starting small. Like there's, if you listen to my travel stories, you'd be like, there is no way in the world I can ever do what that girl did. But it's like the only reason I can do it is because I slowly built up to it. Just like anything, like any athlete or musician or like, I'm not saying travel is a skill, but like anybody who's doing anything cool, they started being like having no idea what they were doing and then slowly built their way up to it. So it's like, if you can't, if you don't want to go run around Africa on your own, then maybe like go to the next town over a weekend and like drive there by yourself, stay in a hostel and see how that feels. And, you know, maybe even just take a road trip to go visit a friend or take mm-hmm. book a last minute flight to visit a friend. And I think that it's like starting small is, is what I did. You know, I started with visiting friends in college who were you know, going to different colleges. And the next thing you know, you're doing a study abroad program. And then you're like, oh, this isn't very scary. And then the next thing, you know, you're planning bigger and bigger trips. So just start somewhere and wherever you are. And I know a lot of people are afraid of being alone. So it's like, just go to dinner on your own and like tell yourself you're not going to be on your phone the entire time and see how that feels. And it's like, I think the first few times it'll be super weird and like scary. But then you're like, oh, wait, that like bartender was super friendly and like the waitress you know felt bad for me sitting by myself so she came and talked to me you know and start realizing that people are are really cool get comfortable (laughs) sort of like being on your own and getting comfortable also I think being a little spontaneous I think that's great advice Mm -hmm. and any other I love your tip about not really booking a lot of your accommodations in advance and sort of asking for recommendations word of mouth or just showing up at places and that was often how you found the best deal do you have any other like great budget hacks you learned along the way I okay so one thing that I love to do and this is like so bad I thought about when I was like in this podcast I was like do I want to say this I spend <laughs> a lot of time I go on websites of like very well-known travel companies and I look at their itinerary and then I take the best parts and I do it myself for free love and it so, like that's been <laughs> super helpful and I recommend that to everybody because like those I mean it's it, again those are they're great for people who need them who feel more comfortable on a tour but I'm kind of like oh like this area is known for coffee plantations like great I'm gonna figure out a way to get there on my own you know so right I think that's a really good yeah a really good thing yeah Wait, is there a, do you have like an Instagram that we can all yeah, look at to see your adventures? Yeah, it's so my Instagram is just my name. So it's Lindsay Mick and then Insta. And then um, my YouTube channel, if you just search Lindsay Mick, I'll pop up. So and it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y and then M-C. Oh, my God, your so. Insta is gorgeous. Oh, thanks. It's oh my God, goals. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> So pretty. Like, and that's the cool thing, especially with social media now. And just, I think people are traveling more now than ever before because you're exposed to it. Like, it's you know, for all of the cons that people say social media has, which I get it. People on their phones a lot, and I I totally see the downside too. But it's like it exposes you to places too that you would have never, that maybe don't get like the critical acclaim from TV shows or you know, or like Condé Nast, you know. And it's so I can highlight places like one of my favorite places in the world is Ghana. Africa and it's oh my god it's so amazing then no one really knows about it it's like there's been like one Bourdain episode on it for own travel channel but it's like it's like an unsung hero an amazing travel destination and I feel like I get to put that on my Instagram and be like show people how beautiful it is and how nice the people are and like I can maybe help people like explore some unexplored places right people are really making decisions based on seeing your content and you know relating to that in a way that you might not with like ye old timey travel channel 
I, I'm yeah. on this with Elisa because I've been working on the launch of Airbnb Mag. It's like a Hearst Airbnb co-production. Oh, nice. and yeah, you have to check it out. So yeah. we'll yeah. send you a copy. I do. <laughs> I, like, when I was just in India, I was there for a wedding and I didn't realize that Indian weddings, you need like so many outfits, right? Yeah. You need like two outfits a day and they last four days. So I show up and my Airbnb host was an Indian girl and we were the same size. And she was like, so what are you wearing to the wedding? And I pull out my one sari that I spent like $400 on uh, in the U.S. And I was like, I'm wearing this. And she's like, no, but what else? And I was like, I don't have. <gasps> and she basically she started pulling out all of her clothes. Oh, she completely decked so me nice. out in her saris. Yeah. And then she like, we had so much fun. It was, it was so fun. Made oh, my oh. trip. That yeah. is so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have pictures from that? Yeah, to Laura's like, I would like up to later. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we may see you soon in Airbnb yes. bag. Great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, Lindsay, thank you so much. Um, so I really want to do everything you're doing. We'll talk more later, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anytime, anything. Like, my the whole reason I did my YouTube channel and the, the Instagram thing is, like, really just to help. Like, I want people to go go explore everywhere because i think it's 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 a big world and we we owe it a visit right yeah, yeah. I like that. where are you off to next uh right now i am in florida right now i'm right outside clearwater and it's gorgeous and very i'm back exotic. to la yeah i know very exotic it's all it's all <laughs> that's where the scientology world headquarters while. is clearwater <laughs> Wait, florida Yes. I didn't know. You should go check it out. I'd <laughs> rather not be followed forever. <laughs> you might be. Not in that way. Oh, my gosh. They do get some prime real estate, though, because oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I'm like, it looks like I'm in the islands, and I'm in the U.S. What? So, yeah, pretty nice. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much, so Lindsay. It was nice talking with you. Of course. Bye, girl. Bye. All right, bye. Bye, Laura. Bye, Lisa. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Our next guest is the founding managing partner and director of Finn Partners Travel and Lifestyle Practice. She's worked with dozens of communications professionals, servicing clients like Air France, Ecuador Travel, and Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts. On the line now to share with us travel trends and tips is Gail Moni. Hi, Gail. Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. We are having oh, the most. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are having. Laura and I are having the most fun. Hi. We've been talking to people about traveling Hi. all over the world, um, and so we're excited mm. to get your sort of big picture sense on um, all the big travel trends people need to know about. Sure. Sure. Um, what um, are What are some of the hottest destinations in the U.S. right now for traveling? Well, um, there's a few, um, and um, you know, I would say off the top, um, Austin. Believe it or not, Austin, Texas. Love Austin. Um, we love Austin. And, yeah, um, you know, lots of uh, live music. As you know, it's well, it's the capital of the world in terms of live mm-hmm. music. Um, lots of iconic venues, um, such as the Continental Club and uh, City Limits, Stubbs. So there's no shortage of you know terrific music there. Um, there's also a great food scene. You know, mm. right away you think about barbecue, and of course, you, you know, you have to do that. But there's certainly Obviously. more than barbecue. <laughs> but uh, visitors, you know, they've got to get their fair share of BBQ. So, you know, there's Franklin's, uh, you know, or the, the Salt Lick and Tex-Mex at uh, Guero's. But um, Franklin's, uh, if you wait in line. Yeah. 
That's right. So you know, you know Austin. Elisa um, and I have enjoyed many a breakfast taco together <laughs> in have. Austin. Yes. We have. Uh, and uh, of course, there's a, a dense beer and spirit scene as well, right? Very important. The Rainy Street District. That's important. That's right. Um, and then, um, you know, if I if I might just uh, suggest, um, there is a hotel, um, the Hotel Van Zant. That's a real easy way to get into uh, Austin's cultural elements. If if someone is interested in that. Mm. Um, you know, exploring, you know, some of their, you know, restaurants and music scenes, of course, but also um, just um, feeling the, the the vibe of the area. Um, they even have a secret underwater playlist on their pool deck. I mean, stuff like that. Ooh, so cool. That's really local. Yeah, you know, just something a little different, a little funky. So, yeah. so that's, yeah. So that's one, Austin. Um, I would, uh, you know, believe it or not, I, in New York State, you know, you know, right here in our state. I um, love New York you know, State. We love yeah, it. Well, yeah, good, all good. aspects, head to toe. And I'm a born and raised New Yorker, and, and I know that people think of New York as Manhattan. Right. Of course, we know we're a whole lot more than Manhattan. Uh, there are 11 vacation regions, um, you know, in, in in New York State, and people like 11. Where where are those? Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, so I would say this year in particular um, that um, folks might want to head up to the Adirondack Wild Center. It's um it's an elevated trail across treetops. If you can Ooh. believe that, I um, want to do that. Yeah, 81 <laughs> acres of outdoors, 54,000 square foot museum with movies and a new art installation all opening Memorial Day weekend. So that's coming right up. That's something you can do in a couple of weeks. I that's went to cool. school um, upstate near the Finger Lakes. So oh, okay. I always said like, that is some place that people should Especially yeah. people who like wine should right. go spend a summer long weekend in the Finger Lakes. They're so beautiful, and it's so close to the city. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. yeah, it's just gorgeous. I and also love Lake Adirondack wine. I'm sorry, there's the wine and food festival in the Adirondacks. Ooh, when is that? Yeah. That's in June. Hmm, sign so me up. <laughs> it's um, it's up at um, Lake George. Um, which I know when I was in college was was really you know hip and happening, and then it kind of quieted down. But it's back, mm. so head yeah, up to Lake George good. so you can unlimited samples of regional wines Ooh. and brews. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gail, do you have so. a favorite place in New York State? Um, well, you know, there's um, you know, there's like you know, what comes to mind, of course, is is Woodstock, you know, mm. um, and and I bring that up in particular because um, this August is the 30th anniversary of Dirty Dancing. Mm. That's kind of cool, right? That's so um, cool. <laughs> I love Dirty you know, Dancing. Yes. Yep. You know, no matter how time, how many times you see the movie, you like fall in love with it all over again. Yeah. Right. There's something about it that you can still relate to. Well, this is a, this August is 30th anniversary of the movie. So there's going to be a lot of events that will be going on um, to commemorate it. So that's kind of a neat, you know, historical thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I don't know, you, I know you're familiar with Beacon. Yes, right? I was just in Beacon. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I actually haven't been to Dia Beacon, which for those people who aren't familiar, Beacon is a town about an hour north in New York State mm-hmm. of the city, and they have an amazing art museum called Dia Beacon that oh, I you went this weekend. I went this weekend. Uh-huh. I I went. I was an art major in college, so that was actually the uh-huh. first and only time I'd been to 
to be a beacon and i don't know why i wasn't back sooner but it's so cool it's like a completely unreal museum and beacon is like the cutest little town from the movies right i had the best time that's good yeah great and i know you saw the boutiques um, and the artisan cafes and, yes. and and those who who like the outdoors. I mean, you can stay overnight and you know, book a, a, a room at a, a, a roundhouse hotel. It's like a it's a former factory actually. Yeah, um, I walked by so, it. It was so cute. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, and you can. It's easy to get to, as you said. It's so easy you from know, the city. North. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gail, I was excited to have you on to talk about all of this because I am obsessed with New York State. But I also feel, and we've been talking a lot on this episode, we just talked to somebody who had traveled around the world and had amazing stories. But I think that sometimes people think of travel as only meaning international travel. And there are right. so many places to go in the United States. And really, not all of our listeners are from the New York area, but like in New York State, but wherever you live, so many places right in your own backyard. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. that gets overlooked or that's not what people think about when they think about travel. Right. So no. I think it's good to have you reminding people of all the places that are so cool to see in the U.S. So definitely New yeah. York State, definitely Austin. Anything else that you're seeing that that um, is really yeah. popular. I, you know, now here's a, a, a surprising one: Baltimore. Now you think, oh, I like Baltimore. Yeah, right now, everybody knows DC, and you know, you, you go and see the monuments. But Baltimore is is one of those um, well cities that have come back, and it's experiencing a, a really large millennial bo- millennial boom. Hmm. Um, and um, there's, it's just a resurgence of the city. There's a lot of cool, eclectic neighborhoods, and um, new food halls, and breweries, and boutiques. And you know, it's you know, you, you get on the Acela or drive or um, and um, you know, really feel like you've you've gone away. So um, I, I think that's something that you know people should consider. And there's a Sagamore Pendry Hotel uh, in Fells Point, and it's uh, a, it's like uh, the Sagamore Spirit Distillery in Port Covington. You can go and, and visit that. Um, there's a uh, something called the Sandlot, which is um, 30,000 square foot oasis in the Harbor Point, and it Ooh. has locally sourced food um, and family friendly recreational games and such. So you know, it's the kind of thing you can go with the family, you can go as single, you can go as a couple. Um, but it's a real renaissance going on in Baltimore. I have so, a funny um, story about Baltimore, which is that I knew the Pendry Hotel has uh, just reopened in Baltimore. Yep. I've never been to Baltimore and I've never stayed oh, at a Pendry Hotel. That? Yeah, well, but I was yeah. at um said <laughs> Chobani Yogurt, which is like a store <laughs> yes. here in Soho. I was at the Chobani Yogurt by myself, like eating yogurt, and there were these two extremely well dressed men next to me having this uh-huh. very animated conversation about the Pendry Hotel that just opened in Baltimore and how great it was. Ooh. And yeah. I was just like eavesdropping in this conversation. <laughs> And you said, hmm, let me put yeah. that in my notes here. Yeah, exactly. So I Googled it, and I was like, and it looks amazing. I was like, got to go. Also, <laughs> Maryland Crabs, I think, is my oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% is my very favorite food. Like, For if sure. I was going to have, like, a feast, it would be, like, be Maryland crabs. slamming okay. into in Maryland Crabs. Oh, my God. In Baltimore. But we could also... That's right. And places you know, in the city we could Baltimore go out to. One of those authentic places. I mean, it's, you know, it's just finally, you know, coming back into its own, but it's still, it's like old time Baltimore. It's not necessarily, they haven't changed it. They're just 
highlighting it and, and providing the experiences that, you know, people are looking for. So um, I, I think it's something, it, it's, it's a good one. I like that. Um, I love that. If you want to go a little further, if you want to go west, Oregon. Portland. Oh, I just went there last year for the first time. I've never you. been. Oh, oh my God. God. I loved it. I was oh, in Portland okay. for a minute and then went out to the coast, which was just like unbelievable and so different. You know, New York, obviously, we're on the coast, but the beaches out there are just completely different. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 And um, and it's, it's a great destination for, you know, a weekend with the girls, you know, a nice girlfriend's getaway. Um, it's being... Um, also, I mean, back to food, and which is a trend. You know, it's it's a foodie destination as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's easy to get around with public transportation. It's bike friendly too, um, so you don't have to worry about you know packing your own bike because in Portland, because it's such bike friendly, they have all sorts of ways that you can rent a bike um, and do bike sharing. They have something called uh, Bike Town. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of, you know, that's a, a cool thing that you can do. Um, so um, I would, you know, and from the airport, you can have, oh gosh, it's so close. You can be on, on the sand on the coast um, within no time, um, sipping Pinotino, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can visit the wine country, um, explore the Columbia River. So it's, um, it's all just within a few hours. So I would say, you know, Portland. And then there's Central Oregon also. Um, you know, that's um, like if you're interested in, in desert. Um, and um, they recently reopened um, the, the Subtle Lodge. It's an upscale style lodge, um, perfect for jumping off the, a jumping off point for adventure, girlfriend, getaway weekends again. Um, food, craft cocktails, local beers, lawn games, spas, and of course shopping nearby. So, uh, and lots of lake recreation as well. Um, I basically so, um, want to do everything. Elise, on this I, you're, you're taking me out to eat and drink I know. after we tape this. Right? I know. Yeah. This is making me hungry and want to go on vacation. <laughs> now, how about this? Now, there's a there's a spa that's called um, Hop in the Spa, right? Well, this is in a, Oregon. A, it's a microbrew soak in a cedar soaking tub with, full of beer. A beer, a beer bath. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you wake up smelling like beer on purpose. Well, but the thing is, you can, you know, you get a little buzz, but no calories. What do you think of that? Uh. It goes in your skin. You don't have to drink it. Just, you just relax in it. You know what? I think it sounds crazy, which makes me want to try it even more. <laughs> of course, of course. The smelling part—that's just something you don't have to, you know, you wash that off. But exactly. <laughs> well, Gail, thank you um, so much. We really oh, appreciate it. You've given us so many fun yeah. places all across the U.S. for our oh, listeners to check yes. out. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh, great. And, and don't you know? Don't also um, you know discount staycations. You oh know, yeah, um, and and that's another trend also in in terms of people you know being um, guilty about going away. You can do wonderful things at home, um, but you have to really like get rid of your chores. You know, you have to behave like a tourist. You make a list of all the things that are in your town to do, and then you just do it like that. Don't go to the dry cleaners and do shopping and no errands. You know, act like you've gone away, and if you can. You know, stay in a local hotel. Don't yeah. stay at home. Because home will make you keep thinking, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. Home is where the errands it. are. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, go to the museum. Yes. You know, take a class. 
you know, I live in Montclair, and there was a two-week film festival, and I know f- for years, I, I keep saying, I'm going. Do I ever get there? No. Right. But, you know, you never get there because you have something else to do. Next year, I'm going to check into a hotel and behave like a tourist, and I will go to the festival. I love that. You know? <laughs> I want to do that, too. <laughs> Thanks so much, so, Gail. Really appreciate well, it. You. I Bye, Gail. It somewhat helpful. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. So I wanted to do this episode because I'm basically dying to go on a vacation probably around the world and probably after listening to this episode, you guys all are too. But before I commit to buying a plane ticket, I wanted to bring in an expert on getting the most bang for my buck. Rachel Redwell is an explorer and travel expert who's journeyed to all seven continents, yes, even Antarctica, from climbing Kilimanjaro to scuba diving cage-free with sharks. She's been everywhere and done it all. She's been a travel host for numerous TV shows, including HLN's Vacation Chasers, ABC's Fab Life, and online with Travel Channel and Mashable. Her Instagram at Rachel Romes is super dreamy and will give you an insane wanderlust feeling. I asked Rachel to share her top five tips before she ever commits to booking a trip. So let's take a listen. Hey, this is Rachel Rudwall. I'm a travel show host for networks like Travel Channel. And these are five things that I always keep in mind before booking a trip. One, do your homework. The most expensive part of any trip is usually the airfare, which is why it's a good idea to monitor tickets to your destination in advance and buy tickets when they're the cheapest. Websites like kayak.com will have these things called price predictors built in, which will tell you to buy or to wait to buy your ticket based on market analytics. Which brings me to two, enlist the experts. I subscribe to an email list called Scott's Cheap Flights, which sends these daily email blasts about insanely low fares. So if you dream of going to Tokyo, you could do that for under 400 bucks. Or if you want to go to Mexico for a beach vacation, you could get there for under 200 because Scott has found these fares. Three, be flexible. Traveling at off-peak times will save you loads of cash. Plain and simple. So if you could fly on a Thursday instead of a Friday, for example, you would get a lower fare. If you could travel the week prior to a holiday, that'll save you money too. Four, use smaller carriers. So you're probably familiar with Southwest Airlines, and if you are, you know that they offer lower fares for less frills. Like, you can't book your seat ahead of time, which is cool with you because you're saving cash. Other regions of the world have low-cost carriers too, like in Europe, where you can fly Ryanair or EasyJet for super cheap. And we're talking like 10 euros cheap. That fare won't cover your carry-on or your checked bag fee. And you actually might be flying into an airport that's a little outside your final destination. But that's cool because you're saving a couple hundred bucks. That's still a win. And finally, five, skip the plane. A flight might not actually be the cheapest option. A train or a bus could save you a ton of money. I've traveled Europe a couple times via Eurail Pass, and it was cheaper for me to buy these rail travel days versus flights. And buses are another amazing option. In the U.S., we tend to think of bus travel as dingy and gross, but in a lot of the world, bus travel is really luxe. You can get Wi-Fi, you can get comfy seats, there are food options on the bus, 
And with sites like Wanderoo, you create your own itineraries where you could see 15 cities in Europe for just 500 bucks, which is crazy. If you want to know more about transit timing and like cost breakdown for these different options, go to roam2rio.com and then they'll lay out like all the bus, train, road trip details for you. Make your life a lot easier. Safe travels. Laura, are you just dying more than ever to just like immediately go on vacation? Oh, I have such a list after listening to yeah. everybody and it was such good advice. Such good advice. Any um any immediate thoughts that jumped out at you? I really want to go to Baltimore. Me too. I feel like we should road trip down there. Let's do it. And like eat crabs and yes. two of my really good friends um who live in DC just went and did that on a weekend. They like went for like did like an eating trip yeah. to Baltimore and they had the best time. So that sounds so fun. And I was really glad that Gail brought that up as sort of being like, everyone thinks about like doing a trip to D.C. That's kind of on everyone's list. But Baltimore being right in the same region and similarly easy to get to, but a little more under the radar. I'm a big fan of the sort of under the radar. I grew up in Ohio, so I'm always actually recommending that people do a weekend in Columbus. It's super fun. See, I've only been to Cleveland. I've never been to Columbus. I love Cleveland, too. Cleveland's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like especially in New York, we get so snobby and think that nowhere else, like in the United States, compares to New York. But that's just a thing. It's the greatest city in the world. It is the greatest. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Let us know, anybody listening, if you have any great Airbnb experiences that we should put in Airbnb Mag. Yeah, it's brand new. Laura's looking for ideas. <laughs> Make her job easier. And Laura, where should people tweet at you to share their ideas? At Laura Brownstein, L-A-U-R-A-B-R-O-U-N-S-T-E-I-N. My whole life, I've been saying, no, it's not an O-W. Oh. It's O-U-N. Yeah, I could see That's that. Like, mm. At least the Laura part is The easy. Laura is pretty straightforward. <laughs> That's pretty easy. So you got one name that people are remembering. Um, and of course, as we have already said, the Airbnb magazine is out in the world now. Check it out. This has been Laura's baby for so long now, and it looks amazing. And, and it's under the leadership of Joanna Coles. I just need to make that clear. Anybody who watched So Cosmo, has heard about the bold type, reads anything about the worlds of magazines knows Joanna Coles and Fearless she is leader. a visionary and this is really the brainchild of Joanna and Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky I just got to go along for the ride which was awesome <laughs> that's amazing well thank you so much Laura and thank you guys as always for listening if there's something you want to hear us talk about next on the Cosmo podcast tweet me Instagram me whatever at me at Elisa Benson everywhere and I will see you guys next week Bye. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.